You are listening to the official podcast of Grace Atomwa, episode 11. Have you heard Jeff Leonard's adoption story? Do you know the path he took to meet his birth family? Through this special collaborative message between Jeff and Pastor Chris, we'll get ready for our next step in making this year an unshakable year. We will discuss this and more based on Luke chapter 2, verses 21 through 32. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chris Childs. For this week's message, I'd like you to hear the story of how Jeff Leonard met his birth mom. It's a profound story, a story that's shaped Jeff significantly. And as you hear it, I'm confident that you're going to experience God's grace. Popsicles, Burlington, Iowa, and The Who. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that Jeff's completely lost his mind, but uh, trust me, these things really do go together. I was born in Clinton, Iowa, and moved almost immediately to Burlington. Uh, I've got very faint recollections at that time, but I do remember having an affinity toward popsicles and falling in love with the band The Who, my first taste in rock and roll music. And I do know during that time also that I was adopted at birth. I don't remember how I knew that. I don't remember the details of how I was told or how I knew, but I just remember knowing. And at five years old, you don't care much about anything. But as I grew older, my desire to know my origin story grew. In my teenage years, when I would visit my grandma Leonard, we would occasionally discuss this. So in Iowa, the adoption records are sealed and they're extremely difficult to have them opened. Uh, even in a medical emergency. So those discussions were just that. They were discussions. I had no expectations that I would ever get any answers to any of my questions. And as the years went on, my curiosity grew. I would take trips and wondered if any eyes looking back at me were from a, from a relative or somebody that I knew. Uh, I would go to places like the Vietnam Memorial and wonder if there were any names on that wall of family members. And I wondered what my faith denomination of my birth family was, or if they belonged to any denomination. The questions grew, and I began to wonder really who I was. And my faith was shaken. And I started to believe through the years that how could I have faith in anything if I didn't know my own identity? What are you longing for? Are you longing to be known? Or maybe... You're longing to know yourself. Are you longing to belong? Or maybe you're longing to do something with purpose. Are you longing to be free from... And you fill in the blank. Maybe you're longing to restore a relationship that's been broken for years. This year, we want this year to be unshakable. Last year, so much shook us, so much knocked us off our feet. This year, we want it to be different, but what is that? What is that difference that you're wanting? 
And as we seek to live this unshakable year, what do we do with our longings, our hopes, our dreams? See, Jeff has choice. He could lean in, go on that journey, or he could ignore it. This is what he did. And so I spent a lot of time in my adult years joining adoption forums and message boards, trying to figure out the details of my origin story. And it was a total failure. Uh, I learned nothing. Uh, and then years later, the website Ancestry.com came out with their DNA program. So I reluctantly told Abby uh, for Christmas of 2017, I said, why don't you just give me a DNA kit and maybe we'll learn something. So I'd forgotten all about it until that Christmas morning when I opened up the package and there was my Ancestry DNA kit. So later that day, I, I opened up that package and started to read the instructions and it was a saliva-based DNA test. So I had to spit into this little plastic tube and send it off and then they would contact you if there were any matches or if they learned anything. So I did, and I sent it in. And as I was trying to produce enough saliva, what seemed like a gallon of saliva, what they wanted into this tube, it was kind of a ridiculous amount. I couldn't help but to not be excited. I spent so many years with disappointment and being discouraged that I didn't think there was any way that I'd learn anything new. But nothing could prepare me for the email that I would receive on January 19th, 2018. In our scripture we read today from Luke 2, we met a man named Simeon. And just like Jeff, Simeon had longing. Simeon's longing, when he saw all the brokenness in this world, his longing was to see the promised one, who God had promised would rescue people from this brokenness. And Simeon actually received a message from God that said he would not die until he saw this Messiah. So what did Simeon do? What did he do with his longing? Well, he waited. He waited a long time and he kept watching. He waited and waited until the day that he was led by the Holy Spirit to know that it was time. Just like there's this point that Jeff knew, okay, it's time. And maybe for you, there might be something that you've been longing for and you have this sense, it's time. And when Simeon knew, when Simeon knew that it was time, he went. He went forward. He took that step for Simeon. He went to that place that the Spirit was leading him to for Jeff. He took that step forward. He spit in the tube. Let's see what happens next. So on January 19th, 2018, I get an email from Ancestry DNA saying that my results were in and to click the link to view them. This is when I began to get a little excited, um, but I was still trying not to get my hopes up too much. When I logged on to Ancestry, it had told me that there, there was a 97% first cousin match. So I sent this person a message. It's, it 
tells you who they are. Sent this person a message and got no reply. I found his Facebook profile, sent him a message there, no reply. I contacted my cousin Andrea in Clinton, who uh, ended up being Facebook friends with this person, told her the whole story, and asked her to reach out to him and to please check his email. On Saturday, January 28th, 2018, everything really came together. Calls and messages were received. Earlier that day, I was on the phone with my Aunt Georgia, who told me they had always known about me, but didn't know where to look. Um, I can relate. And that she and her other sisters were on their way to my mom's house to tell her that I had found them. Um, her name is Jean, and at 4.09 p.m. that day, I was talking to her on the phone. And a few weeks later, I was up in Clinton meeting my birth mom and my new three, not new, but my three brothers that I didn't know that I had. Um, Abby filmed the whole thing, the moment from when I hugged my mom for the first time, the moment when I met my brothers. And then we had a birthday party for me in the hotel lobby that we were staying at. And I was thinking that it would just be a few people joining us. And, and it ended up being about 60 people from my biological family coming out to meet me and celebrating. And that moment was overwhelming. small step. And Jeff, he didn't know what the results were going to be. All of this journey, this entire journey of wanting to meet his birth mother, wanting to know where did he come from, it came down to this moment where he put saliva into a test tube. And it may have resulted in nothing just like everything else he tried. But Jeff persisted. I have some friends who want to tell you their story. Their faithful step did not involve spitting into a test tube. 
All they did was say yes to a short-term book study group. But I've talked with the people in this group. And they would say that the friendships that they formed together through this book study, reading an interesting book, they would say the friendships that they formed have made this season one of the most memorable of their lives and not just because of the pandemic. They've gotten each other through some hard times this year. They learned great insights in the books that they read. They chose to keep going because it was so meaningful and the friendships, the bonds, the support that they felt. They helped them to be unshakable. Listen to what the simple step of joining a short-term book group meant to them. Our first purpose as a small group was to study the book Foolish Church by Lee Rorda Schott. When the book was finished, we agreed. We did not want to stop meeting. Selection 2 was Nadia Boltz Weber's book, Accidental Saints, Finding God in All the Wrong People. We not only enjoyed discussing the book and deepening our friendships, but we found a name for our group. Currently, we are exploring Searching for Sunday by Rachel Held Evans. The group is not only about the books. We continue to grow in fellowship. For instance, cake was recently distributed to each member's home and an online retirement party happened. Take a glimpse into Grace's group of accidental saints. The Spirit's been discussed as many things, but her descriptions are just really down to earth. Was I the only one that didn't really think about the distinction between a labyrinth and a maze? The difference, you know, between finding God and walking with God. When the Spirit lives within you, any place could become a sanctuary. You just have to listen. You just have to pay attention. Mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. That's very good right there. I like that one yeah, too. Yeah, I think that I kind of sums, you know, a, a good portion of the whole chapter up. But she says, that when she says, if only we pay attention, if mm -hmm. only we let the spirit surprise and God catch our breath. I, you know, right. I just think that was just the, yeah, that was my favorite paragraph, I think. She says, no step taken in faith is wasted, yes. not by God who makes all things new. It is, if back, forward, right, left, you're still making that movement, movement. to pay attention to where you're going or what you're doing or how it's, it's still feeling. part of the journey. It's still part of the journey. Sometimes it's about collecting bits of knowledge and tools. Right. Yeah. Right. And paying attention paying attention yeah and having time alone in sanctuary to yep. mull it all over yep yep to realize what you have yeah and to I test think I, it i think i should put my put myself in like time out sanctuary because i sometimes have trouble <laughs> stopping so i just uh -huh. think i need to purposely go to time out sanctuary so i could get my that's someone some 
in some respects, that's what the virus has done because of limited going. Amazing. <laughs> really? Okay, now you've yep. got me curious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the think challenge I want... is on. <laughs> yeah. I got to think about that for a while. <laughs> the dead ends are why you would never get me to do a corn maze. <laughs> oh, just carry a scythe and just cut your way Don't out. Yeah. <laughs> I have no inborn sense of direction whatsoever. Well, Does that mean you're okay. going to edit me? <laughs> Maybe you should okay. just give them our laughter and they'll know we have a good time. We missed you. We missed you. I missed you. It's like it's a grounding thing for me. And Marva. yeah, thank yep. you, Marva. Bye. Have a good week. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. I'm gonna take off too. Everybody have a good week. See you later. Me too, Sharon. Me too. Bye everyone. Bye bye. Bye. Our hope is that some of you will be interested in joining a small group through Grace. Send a comment or private message to us and let us know that you are interested. Members of Accidental Saints would love to help you get started. So why am I telling you all of this? A lot of you know this story already. Um, it's been a few years now, but a lot of you don't know this story. Uh, since all of this started I've I've met another brother from my biological father's side um, as well as some great aunts and we've camped together we've had some great great experiences together and I've had a few years now to reflect on this and and what if I would have just accepted that I was never going to find any of them and just accept that this part of me would always remain a mystery I prayed a lot through those years, and I assumed that God felt that I just didn't need to know this information so that I just shouldn't worry about it. But an opportunity presented itself, and God told me that I needed to follow through with my search, even through the disappointment and rejection through the years and the silence, a voice came through and said, just keep going, keep looking, you're almost there. And maybe that's a good lesson for everyone. Whether you're struggling with a personal situation or dealing with a health situation or even just in everyday life, you're loved and you're appreciated and you're not alone. And you're not done searching or fighting or discovering a certain thing or who you are. There's always a next step to take. There's always another bridge to cross. Just keep going and spit in the tube. As Simeon was holding baby Jesus, he praised God for this child, who would be a light shining in the darkness, giving hope and healing and salvation for all people. And maybe your next step, spitting in the tube, is to let Jesus be your light. If that's you, I ask, would you repeat this prayer right now? Would you say these words or say 
the words that come naturally to your own heart, say words like this. I need light. God, I need light. I'm tired of living in darkness. I need the light. Give me hope. Give me healing. Forgive and restore me. By the power of Jesus, give me light and lead me by your light. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you found today's podcast meaningful, we invite you to subscribe to all of the podcasts from Grace Atumwa. Grace is a congregation of the United Methodist Church located in Otumwa, Iowa. For more information on this podcast or other information on the ministries of Grace Atumwa, you can find us on the web at www.graceotumwa, spelled O-T-T-U-M-W-A, dot org. Thank you for listening.